Okay, so thank you all for being here. And uh, so I have my phone, so I record these talks and then I post them on, um, on SoundCloud, which goes to iTunes, so also other people can listen to this or you could also listen to them again later. So taking the questions of the room and kind of bringing them together, it sounds like what I would say is you guys want to hear collectively of how to kind of go from what I would call our everyday mind, which is stressed out, which is uh, sometimes situationally acutely afraid, worried, uh, stressed about an actual acute situation or sometimes just overall um, the different ways of meditating to kind of start moving out of that stuff. And then once we start practicing how to not whether fall asleep or just be lost in wandering thoughts. So kind of the path of meditation from, from top to bottom a little bit. So I would say that for starters, it's important to know that fear is normal and natural. That worry and stress are normal and natural things to feel. And even more so, it's important to notice that although those feelings are unpleasant, they are trying to be your friend. Our fears, our stresses, our worries, our insecurities, they're actually trying to help you. They're trying to protect you. They're trying to prepare you. The only problem is that they sometimes get debilitating. They sometimes get so loud that you can't actually deal with what they're trying to warn you about. Um, I was just at the, the vet today, um, taking, we have like a little dog, so we took him to the vet, and I saw a little comic in the room, and it was a golden retriever, and he was sitting at the door, and there's a knock at the door, and he's like, okay, just a knock at the door, everything's fine, everything's fine, and then he walks into the room, everything's fine, and then he starts barking, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, you know? So it's like, he's so, uh, you know, <laughs> in his mode and in his mood, and he's been told, you know, it's okay, it's okay, but he still is a dog, so he still barks. So instead of barking, like, oh, there's an intruder, he's barking, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine, you know? <laughs> and I think that's kind of how we are too, is that we know on some level that everything's fine. And yet there's also just a lot of really basic primal elemental stuff that still comes up in us, that still acts and reacts. Um, I myself had today like at least five different things, including my car, that happened kind of on top of each other. And I felt super overwhelmed, um, just a mess heavy, didn't have any space to take in anything else. And my way of dealing with it was to start picking the different issues apart. Uh, I spoke with Shannon about it. I spoke with my mom about it to start kind of like sharing it with somebody and letting that load kind of be taken off. So I can't stress enough community and com communication and sharing and just having other people there for us to listen to us. So not holding things for yourself, but really starting to be there for each other and allow people to be there for us. With fear specifically, and of course without knowing exactly what kind of fear you two are talking about, um, it's hard for me to address it exactly, but fear in general, it has something to do with the unknown, it has something to do with not having control, and it has something to do with 
the inability to maybe trust or surrender or to allow or to feel safe enough in ourselves that we know how to respond to whatever happens. Um, so I was in a monastery for eight years and then I went to India and I was in India for about a year. And when I first got to India, I had a panic attack every day for about two months. It was just so crazy and so much was going on and I didn't really have any money. I didn't know what I was doing there. I didn't know anybody. Uh, India is so loud, so fast, so crazy, so much. And slowly over time, I started, well, you know, I can still go outside, okay? I can still get myself a chai to drink. I can still, and I slowly started building, well, what can I do? You know, um, although the situation feels overwhelming and I feel completely helpless and lost, what little bit of empowerment can I reclaim from that situation? And I started building on myself until I got to the place where I actually started feeling very comfortable in India. And then I felt like I was kind of like swimming like a fish, I guess I could say there, that I felt very comfortable in all sorts of situations. And I started gaining that confidence in myself and feeling um, secure in myself, which allowed me to know whatever comes my way, I know that I'm going to be able to deal with it. So I don't have to worry about it because I know whenever it comes, I trust in my ability to handle it. And I think it's important to always remember that because fear has that debilitating kind of aspect and it makes us feel like we're like little kids again somehow, right? It's this thing and you don't know what's going on and it's this panic. Um, but when, especially when you sit down here to meditate and you kind of, you know, regroup yourself a little bit, you sit upright, you breathe, you feel a little bit older, you feel a little bit mature, you feel like, okay, hold on a second, you know, feel your body, I'm here, okay. In this moment, is there anything actually happening, yes or no? What can I do something about? I think the Dalai Lama once said, if you ever feel afraid of a situation, look at it and say, what can I influence? What do I have control over? What can I do? Where do my efforts work? And whatever you can do, do it. And then you look at the situation, what do I have no control over? What my efforts have no effect or influence over? All of the stuff you can't influence, then let go of. Yeah, of course, easier said than done. But knowing that you've done everything that you can do, and then there's that other element of having to, to be patient, to wait, to trust. Um, I, again, really enjoy sharing with other people because then it's like, okay, I'm not carrying this alone, which helps more than we ever give that credit for, honestly. Um, Knowing that, you know, I'm going through this, but I'm also sharing it, that other people are going through it with me sometimes helps a lot. And then on top of that, I really like praying. And I don't say that I pray to, like, God or to Jesus or to Buddha. I'm not praying to anybody, but I just pray. I, I believe that we are all connected and the universe is connected to us and we are a part of the universe. And that's actually not a belief, that's a fact, we are. <laughs> this is all, everything around us is universe. Um, so by setting an intention and by focusing our mind on that intention, that brings things together and that does have a bit of a ripple effect. So even sometimes just praying for a certain outcome or just sending love or saying, you know, whatever happens, I'm still going to be there and love myself, that really helps us to kind of flow more easily into life and Sometimes it actually helps to manifest things. It, it attracts things to us, which is interesting. Um, so again, without knowing exactly what we're talking about, that's kind of some little pieces I can give. Um, so 
we have to start dealing with our daily life. How do I deal with situations, with relationships, jobs, people, my own health, taxes, all these kinds of things, right? And we also have to start moving towards what we are here for, I guess, which is the peaceful, still mind. So the ways to kind of, it's like this funnel, right? So we started now talking about all the frenetic, big, loud, scary kind of things out there. And then we start moving closer to ourselves, right? We take a deep breath, start reclaiming our mind. And for that process, we can do things like walking meditation or just even walking in the forest. We could do things like chanting mantras, which is just a way to start bringing the mind back on track. Some people breathe in and they say in and they breathe out and say out. And there's different techniques you can use to start kind of reining the mind back in. You could even do a dance class like the one before here. Anything that just brings your mind into the present moment with what you're doing fully to detach from that other stuff is that first step in concentration. Um, but knowing how deep that can go is important because you know, when we do sports and athletics and things, and even painting or music, we get into the zone. There's this zone thing that we get into, which is when the mind starts to concentrate and gets a little timeless and just is resting in the present moment. But only when we're practicing real, what I would call even formal meditation practice, that's when the mind has a chance to let go of everything. Right? So it's not just like I'm here at an exercise class and I can forget about my life outside these walls because I'm just here exercising, pumping away. You know, and we always say like 20 minutes can change your life with, with that. Like we love just to go and work out, just to move all the energy out. But that's just how to get the energy out of your body and also how to detach from everything just to have a, a hot minute where you're just relaxed in your mind. But to move farther into that direction, you can also then let go of the body. You can also let go of feelings. You can let go of thoughts. You can let go of your sense of self. You can let go of willpower. Your entire reality can shift and drop in the deeper levels of meditation. So when we sit and we start to breathe and we start to kind of come in and relax, the mind starts to gather. It concentrates, right? The mind concentrates. It comes in. And the more that that starts to feel good and relaxing, the more the mind wants to be there. Things that the average meditator comes in contact with are a couple, um, like if you can imagine that I'm shooting an arrow at a target and the middle of that target is the peaceful mind. If you shoot a little bit too high, you get the overactive mind where you're pushing, you're trying, you're striving, you're busy. Uh, you're trying to meditate, which is actually a busy mind. Yeah, you're... The whole reason you're here is because your mind is already busy, but you're using that same mechanism to meditate. So you're still just running in circles in the meditation, right? So too much effort, busyness, right? So you need to start letting go, relaxing, just being, contentment, feeling, breathing, allowing, yeah? If you shot too low of the target, that becomes torpor, dullness, sleep, things like this where the mind lets go, but then it lets go of the awareness as well. And then that's what kind of the, the sleep is, is that everything lets go. So it's kind of like if the mind is too active, then we need to really just start breathing deeper, feeling the body, grounding, letting go of our effort. If the mind is getting tired and falling asleep, that's the time that we maybe need to sit up a little bit straighter, kind of bring a little bit more attention to our breath, kind of turn the knob a little bit more 
into the attentiveness. Um, that being said, sometimes we fall asleep during meditation because we're tired, because life is exhausting. And we wake up and we drink a coffee and we jump in the car and we're taking care of kids or things or ourselves or whatever. And we're going, 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 going. And the moment we give ourselves a chance to stop, we don't meditate, we pass out because it's too much. So I often say, if you fall asleep when you're meditating, great. I'm glad that I provided the space for you to rest. Um, ultimately, we need to then maybe re-examine our life in general and say, why am I tired? Is it my diet, right? Is it my exercise? Is it just the business of my life? How can I start reclaiming some of my energy throughout the day that I'm not so tired that when I meditate, my mind doesn't just want to zonk out, that my mind can still kind of stay here. Um, so that's kind of the up and the down of the target. I would say thoughts of the future and the past are two sides of it, right? We could even worry, plan, fantasize about the future. We can also have memories, regrets. Um, you know, sometimes when I meditated towards the beginning of my practice, I would rehash arguments that I had with people like 15 years ago. You know, I'd be sitting there in meditation in the monastery, like fighting with my dad about not being able to go to my friend's birthday party or something when I was, you know, 10. And uh, all those things we haven't dealt with in our past, they come up and they're like, hi, still here. You know, and then all the things that we haven't related to properly coming up, those also come in wave. So one of my teachers, Achim Brahm, he said it's like if you have two suitcases and one is the past and one is the future, he said, you know, you walk into the room and you put those two suitcases down. And you say, you know, I'll pick you up again when I leave the room, but for now I'm going to put both of you down. Because then you feel lighter. Then you're not holding on to these heavy things. You just let it go. So the middle part of that target is what we're talking about called present moment. I would say that the easiest approach to getting into the present moment is to really not try to do anything because the reality of the situation is we are human beings. So we are always being. You are always here. It just depends if you want to be here or not. That's the question. You are always here, whether you're here and you're afraid, or you're here and you're tired, or you're here and you're restless, or you're here and you have pain in your leg. You're always here, it's just what are you here with? And is that making you not want to be here? So my kind of advice for people to make that bridge into the meditation is to really start softening to whatever it is you're experiencing to start allowing the experience, to start even welcoming it. If I have fear, hello fear, come sit with me, no problem. Let's see how big you actually are. Let's see how loud and scary you are. Wow, oh, that's a big fear, oh, okay, yeah. Tell me more, how about how scary and big and, you know. Really invite it in and feel it and, and make friends with it, as weird as that sounds. Not fighting it, not trying to solve it, just feel it, yeah, oh, wow, it's even my, my body's shaking. Wow, that's, that's a lot of fear. Cool. Start to pull it in and allow it to be there. If your mind is restless, oh, restlessness. Wow, that's a lot of thinking. Cool. Well, I wonder how many thoughts I can have in the next five minutes. Let's see. You know, Really 
allowing the mind to run. Wow, you're so restless. God, you're so busy. Wow, you're thinking of a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot going on. You allow it to be there, but what that does is you're creating an, an open and an accepting space in yourself, and you'll find that your mind starts to say, oh, this is really nice. And suddenly, you're going to start becoming present, and those thoughts are going to start vanishing by themselves. Same with the fear. When you start opening up to it, accepting it, making friends with it, being soft and gentle and kind to it, it'll start to just let go by itself because it's like, yeah, actually, it feels good to be here right now. That the mind, it's this tricky thing where if you, if you don't believe its stories as it's talking, if you just say, oh, oh, that's very true. Oh, yeah, you're very right. If you really just let that, the mind go and just say, I love you. Whatever comes into your mind, I love you. Thanks for being here. Great. You don't have to believe it, but you don't have to fight it. And this is like the key to probably being a human being, actually, is that you don't really have to fight things in yourself. It's not about fighting. Sometimes it's the opposite. It's like Tai Chi. If somebody punches you, if you try to block that punch, you're going to hurt your hand. Yeah? But you can navigate that punch and you can pull it and that person falls over that you use the momentum of that punch and that person just lies out on the ground right in front of you. So it's like, if the mind is trying to pull you in any direction, you could just say, oh yes, mind, you're so right, thank you. And suddenly you're back here again in the present moment. Yeah, but you didn't solve that. Oh yeah, you're so right. Oh God, that's such a big problem, thank you. And suddenly you're back here again. Yeah? Yeah, but, but what about all this stuff? Yeah, you're right, wow, that's a lot of stuff. Boom, back here. Yeah, so really starting to just allow, allow the mind. Start to fall asleep. You're tired? Great, mind. Enjoy. Have a nice rest. Let me know when you wake up. I'll be meditating. Yeah, whatever happens, just start to make peace with it, dropping the judgments of how it should be, how we want it to be. Yeah, start making peace with whatever comes, and then you'll find that your mind becomes more peaceful. Yeah, so if you want peace, be peace. Be peaceful. Okay? So...